Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Being a CD- CEO is ghetto. It's so ghetto. AF. Yeah. Yo, people think that we have it all figured out. Which is wild. Which is ghetto. No. <laughs> literally. Literally. Y'all, we have nothing figured out. No. Even the things that look figured out, we're still in the process of figuring it out. And I remember the first client that I closed for like $1,300 a month. <laughs> Couldn't tell you anything. <laughs> that was it. I was like, oh, it's up. I'm rich. Yes. <laughs> rich. Rich. Where are we moving to? Show okay. me the high rise. Yeah. I'm walking through the office in tears. <laughs> I'm like... My business is gone. you like, wait a minute. Huh? It's gone. At least I could have had a Birkin. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> like, I ain't got <laughs> nothing to show for this. But I had just let go of my entire team. I fired everybody. How do you do that? Bye. <laughs> you even fired your best friend. My best friend. Your best friend. Yes. Everybody can get it. You can go. Are y'all still be- <laughs> you make a million dollars and then lose it so ghetto yeah. <laughs> it's giving ghetto no, no, no. i feel judged you are being judged <laughs> on full transparency welcome to another episode of full transparency with donnie wiggins where we talk all things entrepreneurship life in a very transparent manner sometimes you get me by myself Sometimes you get me and some of my dope entrepreneur friends and I let you kind of be a fly on the wall of a conversation that I have with them if the cameras weren't here. In fact, we get so transparent in our conversation sometimes that we forget that the cameras really are here. And I have a feeling that it can go this way today with the guests that I have. Um, you guys, I got to tell you, um, this young lady is like my little sister, Um, She is super dope in the areas of business and marketing. She is building communities all over social media. But she got to be the most ghetto CEO that I have met to date. Like, when you think about highly sophisticated entrepreneurs, you are not thinking about this young lady. When you are thinking about somebody who is super organized and they're super just, you know, to the T about the look and the prim and the proper and trying to be perfect, we're not thinking about this lady, but when we're thinking about ghetto, when we're thinking about uh, needs improvement, we are thinking about my favorite ghetto CEO, literally the the host of the ghetto CEO podcast, Marketing by Monray, a.k.a. Monray. What's good? What's Oh, oh. <laughs> ghetto CEO in the building. Ghetto CEO in the building. I bet nobody has ever introduced you as the most ghetto. No, mm-hmm. ever. That's the first. Mm-hmm. Welcome. I think you should do that because now listeners are like, what? is she serious? Right. What is about to happen? Are they about to throw hands in this right. room? Like, she doesn't give me that. <laughs> Marketing, Monroe, you don't give that. But yes. the truth is, um, we're out here doing this CEO stuff for the first time in our bloodline. Yes. And if we're being totally honest, being a CD- CEO is ghetto. It's 
so ghetto. AF. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Exclamation dot, dot, mark. Dot. Exclamation okay. point. Put all the little Period. symbols and emojis because, behind it. Wow. Who signed up for this? Who signed up for this? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask for this. So here we are. Here we are. But we're doing it very mm-hmm. well. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But mm-hmm. I think that... Like, me talking about being a CEO is super ghetto, I think it removes the stigma of us not having to say the real stuff. Like, yes, we really be crying. Yes, we really be broke. Yes, the account really go into the negative. Okay, <laughs> yes, I really hate up my team members sometimes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> When's the last time you cried? Um, Yesterday. Really? Yes. Why? It was, I cried because I, it was a lot going on. Like, I just felt the pressures of the company and personal pressures. We have a 17-year-old, John, um, and he's about to go to college. And I just feel, as a boy, like, sometimes they're just not prepared. I'm like, why are you not thinking about, why we ain't putting no applications in? So I was just, like, so stressed out because I was like, now it's up to me to figure it out. Yeah. Isn't it, doesn't it always at least feel like it's, it's up to us to just figure it out. Always. And that was the that was the feeling yesterday. Like, it was just like, it's just always up to me to figure it out. Mm. But that is why you have such a strategic mind and come up with, like, the dopest marketing campaigns yeah. because the way your mind works is I figure it out. Like, you mm. see pieces that need to be coordinated, mm-hmm. and you know how to make a messy thing very neat. Yes. You are a marketing coach. Yes. Uh-huh. An expert. Yes. Do you actually... Do like campaigns for clients today? Yes, we do. Okay. We actually um open the agency side back up to the business. We closed it for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do do campaigns now for a particular client. Okay. So um we've been working on that. What's that particular client? So we for us to do the work for you, you have to be at a certain revenue level. So you need to be at least at 30, 40k months. Okay. So you can support the campaign that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as we teach, we teach service-based businesses how to create addictive revenue-generating campaigns while prioritizing community. Addictive. 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 Revenue-generating campaigns. Break that that down for me. Break that down for them, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Period. So our goal is to help you One, the addictive part. Like, you need to make sure that people remember you. Mm -hmm. And people still walk up to me today and say, you are really putting people in jail. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we had a lockdown campaign. Or you really became Beyonce. Upgrade you. You know? And it was, that's two years ago. And people still are, they identify with that. Mm -hmm. And so, it makes it addictive. It makes people like, what's next? What's going on? And now we have, we're using that to build our community so they stay to see what's next. Mm. And so, we got to make money too so that's the revenue generating part addictive because sometimes we put all this thought process into creating an addictive offer Mm -hmm. but we don't put enough energy into the revenue part to the part where we get to the money correct yes correct what makes a what makes an offer addictive i think what makes the offer addictive is is it sticky um in the sense of is it something that you can remember is it something that we can do? We could duplicate. Is it something that um, people can stick in their minds, right? And do they um, are they attracted to it? And did they get the message based on what we just put out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always give people the tip: like if you're trying to do something where I need to get a certain message over mm-hmm. and over and over in your head, you probably should utilize a song because if the song relates like that's why we did upgrade you by Beyonce and for 21 days we kept saying upgrade you upgrade you upgrade you Mm. and so when our planners came out it was time to what upgrade upgrade and so you bought it did you use that song in real time when the song was hot or did you just bring that song back out into relevancy yeah Yeah. I brought it back this was in 
2020. Mm-hmm. So it was already gone, but I brought it back. And you know it. You know Beyonce. Yeah. You're aware of the song. So now you're hearing this. You get a postcard in the mail that says upgrade you. You keep seeing these ads that say upgrade you. I go live every day doing a upgrade your customer service, upgrade your tech, upgrade yes. this. You keep seeing this message. It's kind of, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Focus. Mm-mm, I don't um, think so. So Focus has um, Will Smith in there, and they keep talking about how to get people to gamble a certain way, you show them this number over and over and over again all day. Mm-hmm. When you wake up, it's a it's three pencils beside you. When you get in a car, there's three cars beside you. Like, they do those things um, to help you gamble, and that's kind of where I started to get the idea of, like, you got to repeat this message for an extended period of time so people can really get it. Mm. But the key to marketing, like you said, is not just focusing on the exposure piece. Mm -hmm. Marketing has to also return a profit. Yeah, Yeah, it has to convert (laughs) and return a profit. So when we're thinking about um, why somebody might have amazing marketing, they might have great Mm -hmm. visuals and creatives and all this stuff, but it's not making any money, what would you look for first? I would first analyze the intentionality behind the visuals. Most people are creative, but it's it's creative with a feeling. Like, it's just like, oh, I feel like this is going to do good. But all of my creativity is intentional. So you have to have strategic creativity so that it relates back to the numbers. And so we always, like in our method, we have a phase two, which is called concept and strategy, where we develop the concept, the visuals, the idea, Mm -hmm. but you also need the strategy, the numbers, how much traffic you need, what are the numbers, like what needs to happen so it supports each other. Mm. Um, So most of the time there's a gap. And you may have a concept, but do you have the strategy? Do you have a strategy, but do you have a concept that's addictive? That's for sure. Uh, A lot of business owners don't even know what metrics they should be studying. Mm -hmm. So when we're thinking about a brand new business, um, you specialize in product-based businesses. Service-based. Service? Yes. Really? I thought you were in the e-commerce space. No, we switched a couple. um, Not necessarily switched, but we kind of like merged over and identified who the person was that we helped the most. Okay. And it's service-based entrepreneurs. Yes. Fantastic. Okay. (laughs) Even better. I specialize in that too. But from a different level. So you specialize in service-based businesses, but you also have a great deal of experience with Mm -hmm. product-based businesses. If we're thinking about an entrepreneur right now or a company, they are generating revenue on and off, um, but they're, they're making decent enough money to call themselves an entrepreneur or a business owner. And we have to now, for the first time, get this entrepreneur to start studying metrics or data. What would be the first things that we need to focus on right now without being super high level in like automations and integrations? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that we do, um, and I always tell CEOs, is like, first we need to figure out your CEO type. Like, what type of CEO are you? Because everybody's not a strategic CEO. Everybody, mm. there's, we have traditional CEOs, we have creative CEOs, we have hybrid CEOs. So what type of CEO are you? Because that's going to determine how emotionally connected you are to what you're connected to. So if you're a strategic CEO, then you really like stuff that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So emails are going to be your thing that you're going to love because social media don't make sense to you. you like, I put it out. It didn't work. Why are we here? You know what I'm saying? But, like, if you are a creative CEO, you're looking at the comments, the engagement, the feedback from the human beings on the other side of the phone. phone. Mm -hmm. But if you're a traditional CEO, you don't like being on the phone because you like to be at events. 
So depending on the type of CEO you are, I always tell them to lean into your innate skills first. Mm -hmm. And then we start to expand from there. But like, once you know that, then you can know what numbers to look at. So if you're a strategic CEO, you should be focusing more on tangible things like emails, text message, list building. You can even focus on ads because you can see a direct return into your effort. Mm -hmm. If you're a creative CEO, then you're going to focus on the metrics that's associated with social media. If you are a traditional CEO, then you're going to focus on the metrics associated with relationships and connecting. So maybe <laughs> partnerships, events, building traffic through bar and collaborations and things of that nature. What kind of CEO are you? I'm a hybrid. I think so. I'm listening <laughs> to you and I'm like, I like check. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Check. Okay. Yes. So if you are a hybrid, that means that you are, you have a mashup of all three of these yep. types of CEO. Mm -hmm. And then you got to start looking at all that data. Yes. Doesn't yes. it get overwhelming though? For a hybrid CEO, it can because a lot of times when you're starting out, you don't know what you're good at. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I could do all of it. I could get on social media. I could go to the events. I could, I can, I can, I could do whatever. And so you have to have enough discipline to pick and decide and mm. move in that decision, you know? And so that's where it gets kind of overwhelming for a hybrid CEO. And I always tell them because they overthink. They're like, I don't know which way to go. Like I could do whatever. And now I'm moving off of emotions based off versus data. Yeah. But you weren't always this dialed in. No. Um, when you started as an entrepreneur. No. And so I think sometimes when we are sharing, like, here's what you need to do. Here's what I do. Here's what's going on today. I think sometimes it can be overwhelming mm -hmm. to that end user, to the person that we're talking to, because it's like, they're trying to study you. You mean social media metrics. I mean, that's easy. Three people like my post every single day. Right. You're talking about emails. What do you even mean by emails? I don't mm -hmm. send emails, blah, blah, blah. Like it can be intimidating because they don't even have those core systems even set up. Yeah. Let's talk about Monray when she was just getting started. Ooh, 19 year old Monray. 19 crazy. year old Monray. Yes, that's crazy. How long? Okay. So first of all, have you ever had a job? Yes. I you did? Jobs. Yeah, I've been working since I was 14. Since you were 14. Yep. Okay. Yep. At what age were you fully sustainable as an entrepreneur? So, and then when you say jobs, like I had side jobs, but I never worked in corporate, like had a career. Okay. Um, but fully sustainable as an entrepreneur, 2017, I was like 22, 23. I had just okay. graduated and I wasn't fully sustainable, but I didn't have a job. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was, you know, <laughs> struggling. Some, I was doing some things. To struggling get some on my own revenue. <laughs> yes. I'm doing it though. I'm yes. in control of it. Fact. Yes. Fact. Okay. So take me back to the beginning because some of the people who are watching full transparency with Donnie right now, they are at the beginning or systematically. Yeah. They're at the beginning. Because we've hustled in business for a long time. Yeah. And then you finally, like, go get your LLC. Girl, I was making money like crazy before I got an LLC, an EIN, or a business bank account, Period. right? Period. <laughs> so talk to me about the beginning days. Um, did you start in the marketing space? Yeah. So 
I actually started in the marketing space. I started at 19. Um, there was a makeup artist in my um, city where I went to college. She said, I need an assistant. I said, I need a job. And here we are. Um, and so I, she didn't know what an assistant did, and I didn't either. But my mind just started to think about the things that we could do. And so we started to get on Instagram, and I started to, like, do before and afters for her to show, like, before she did the makeup, after. And she started to really blow up on Instagram. And so I was like, okay, let's do an event. Let's do a slumber party. Let's wait, wait, Monray, what? because <laughs> you just needed a job. Yeah, that's it. You Were you studying marketing? Um, I was actually in school to be an accountant. Okay, so how do you just have this innate ability to just say, oh, I know, befores and afters. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Like, were you on Instagram doing, like, your own before and afters? No. I, Jesus, it had to be <laughs> because I just, everything, I, the way that I learn is by try, trial and error. Like, I just do. If it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. And a lot of CEOs can't live in that gray area. Mm. And that it stops them from just trying stuff. Mm. And that's what CEO is being us about. Like having a business, you just throwing stuff at the wall. Yo. Did it <laughs> literally you throw it and be like, did it did it stick though? Did Ooh, it stick? Okay, that one. Let's go that way. We're doing that one. <laughs> yes. And then three months later, it's like, okay, it's not sticking no more. I gotta start something. Yo, people think that we have it all figured out. Which is wild. Which is ghetto. No, literally. <laughs> literally. Y'all, we have nothing figured out. No. Even the things that look figured out, we're still in the process of figuring yes. it out. Yes. Yes. And I love so much about you that you are fully transparent about the journey yeah. because we got enough people out here that's making it look real perfect and Period. high level. Yes. And we making high level money sometimes with some real low level practices that yes. we are improving on a regular every day basis. Yeah. So you got this makeup artist, you're doing these before and afters mm -hmm. your idea of being her assistant at that time or y'all's idea is you basically managing her social media basically. And I started thinking about events and so we did a slumber party and it was like a makeup slumber party mm -hmm. with um a bridal party mm -hmm. and we did that and i was like oh we should do more of this like i just would try stuff and i think it's the space of sometimes in your ceo journey or your entrepreneurship journey you need a space to try stuff and somebody allow you to do it mm. first because she could have said no and shot down every idea that I had. And I probably wouldn't have had the tenacity to just always just try things mm -hmm. um, because she told me no. Mm -hmm. But because she was just like, OK, cool, let's try it. You know what I'm saying? And we would do it. And then it worked. And I'm like, oh, my mind is great. Like, I yeah. don't know what this is. And so I remember being uh, watching her one day and I was like how do you know how much to charge for your makeup? And she was like, I don't. I just pick a price. I'm like, well, we need to calculate how much makeup are you doing on each person? Like, how much of the bottle it is? Like, And she was like, why does your mind work like that? And I was like, I don't know. But, like, we need to figure it out. So I really had the opportunity to dial in what I knew that was already innately in me. Mm, it was just natural. You said so when you saw things that worked. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, my mind really works. Yeah. I understand this. But what You're happens confident. when things didn't work? Like your ideas that you came up with. You're living with this idea. Mm -hmm. You're sleeping with this idea. You know that idea that yes. you get. Yes. That you like, this is yes. about to hit. And you put something out there and it doesn't take off. You know, I, I experienced that when I started to build my own business. Like not be her assistant and get more clients. And I had the idea that didn't take off. 
which a lot of entrepreneurs, I feel, they don't get that experience until they get in their own business. Mm -hmm. And because we'll go to school, we'll make straight A's, we'll be the perfect student, we'll all the things because in school, effort equals reward. Mm. But in entrepreneurship, it does not. Oh, And so it's like, okay, I'm doing all the work, I'm making all the posts, I'm doing everything right. Like, this was that, this what Donnie said, this was my right said, like, I did it, I did it, I did it, but I'm not making any money. And it's that's not how it aligns to entrepreneurship. And so when I realized that, I was like, okay, but I got to keep going. Yes. Like, I can't stop because I have to, it did, something worked, and it worked for somebody else, so why wouldn't it work for me? Mm. What was the transitional moment, though? Like, you were doing a job. Mm -hmm. At what point did you transition to say, I'm going to offer this as a business? Yeah, so I, it's so funny because I always, I just thought that she was my client. I was like, this is my job, but she's my client. Like, she pays me $300, you know, a month. $300. So, right? I have her on retainer. retainer. <laughs> right. Like, she's my client. So, from that experience, I just went to other businesses and showed them my results. Mm -hmm. I was like, look, we built up our page to 60,000 followers. Um, We did this. And mm -hmm. so, we started to pitch other businesses. And I remember the first client that I closed for, like, $1,300 a month. <laughs> Couldn't tell you anything. <laughs> that was it. I was like, oh, it's up. I'm rich. Yes. <laughs> rich. Rich. Where are we moving to? Show Outside. me the high rise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Show me the best. Show me the best. <laughs> this is beneath me. Yes. Mm. Facts. Yes. Facts. So I was ready. I love it. So when you talk about I went to other businesses mm -hmm. and I showed them what works, how do we really know? Because right now, if we're being honest, mm -hmm. And you may even have started your business this way. We're really in a space where people put out an idea. And if it doesn't work by the end of the week, it was trash. Yep. When really your idea needed three months yes. to really show a result. How do we know that the marketing campaign or strategies are working? The way that I determine that the campaign is working um, is that at the end, it's the analyzation. You analyze, is this actually working? But it's based on the plan that you put in place. Mm -hmm. The reason why I love marketing is because it's numbers. Like, it's, it has nothing to do with your feelings. It has nothing to do with how cute you were on that post. Like, it's the numbers. It's the data. It's the conversion. Like, it's the numbers. So once we compare the results and what we planned based on the numbers, if they don't align, then it's going to tell you that it didn't work or it did work. So the number one thing that I always ask my clients is, how much traffic did you get? How mm. many people came? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I know I needed 10,000 people to see it, but 3,000 people saw it and I didn't get that. There's the answer, boo. There's the answer. <laughs> so we could be looking, we can be creating marketing campaigns for all different types of outcomes. Mm -hmm. Every outcome isn't to generate sales. Mm -hmm. What are some, so... And I want this question, I want you to answer this question because there's an entrepreneur right now who's just, they've come up with the dopest marketing. They mm -hmm. put it out there. They're super consistent, but it's not generating sales. And they think that the marketing campaign has failed mm -hmm. because they don't understand that there are different outcomes Absolutely. that you can set a goal for. Yeah. So what kind of outcomes would we create marketing campaigns for? So you can create marketing campaigns to build community. 
like for example, we're doing a live event, but we're giving away free tickets, and that's to build community. I need people to see what we have going on. So you can do a marketing campaign to build community. You could do it just for visibility. My goal is just to be in front of as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to generate money. Um, you could do it just a, a marketing campaign, just to nurture the audience you already have. So if you have a lot of followers but they're not buying, or if you have a lot of people on the email list and they're not converting, you may create a campaign specifically for them to Mm. move them throughout the customer journey so there's different reasons why you're trying to create campaigns but it just depends on what your business needs at that point in time and I think it's so important to make sure we're not overlooking the fact that your audience depending on where they are Mm -hmm. depending on who they are depending on what they've experienced whether they've purchased something for Mm -hmm. you from you or have been around they don't necessarily get the same marketing yes Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of people don't think about that. Mm-hmm. Like even um your business, for example, right? Mm-hmm. You outwardly to my your newer clients, you may talk about actionable CEO. Mm-hmm. But in the emails and the back end on sales calls, you got a whole nother campaign because they don't need actionable CEO. They right. are at another level and they are ready to transition. So you got a nurture campaign yeah. in the back end. But you as a CEO, I think the gap for a lot of people is they don't study and learn enough so that they can be able to make those puppet-like decisions mm-hmm. in their business mm-hmm. um, because that's your job is to create revenue. Your job is to figure this out. Like, you just can't hire someone off the street and like, oh, she got it. She going to figure it out for my business. No, you got to learn. Yeah. Sometimes um, you can market too soon, though, mm-hmm. before the company or the offer is ready to market, what would be some indicators that you're not ready to go all in on a marketing campaign right now? I would say, and it depends. So if you are doing a campaign for straight visibility, right? Like I always tell people before you launch a business, spend time, that time where you're developing a product or developing the offer, spend time getting to, getting to be seen as the expert in that industry. Mm. Like just spend time, putting out straight value. But what does that mean? What does it mean? (laughs) Make posts, right? Like make posts. You mean to tell me that making posts Mm -hmm is the introductory yes. part of marketing. Yes. Making posts isn't just marketing? No. Are, wh- what? No. Do you know how many people think that? That is crazy to me. But, <laughs> yes, that's true. Like, people think that social media is it. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's only one part of your traffic strategy. Mm-hmm. You got building. That is you building your platforms. You borrowing. That's you collaborating with other people. Or you buying. That's you actually buying traffic. So there's different ways to get people to see you. So your goal is to establish yourself as the expert while you're building in the background. And so that when... Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of a result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media? You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client? Great news is that's my superpower. So I'm sending you three text messages every single day, excluding major holidays, directly to your phone of exactly what you need to post to get people to buy and convert them into clients and customers. All you have to do is join my program, Post to Paid, and you can do so by texting the words Post to Paid to 404-737-2767. And the best news is just $37 a month. So hurry up, send me the text. I'm looking for it now.
your offer is done, you can say, hey, okay, y'all, y'all ready to come party? I got an offer. I got something for y'all. I'm ready to solve your problem. But if you wasn't talking about this before, I'm not tapped into what you got going on. And now we talking to empty or empty room. Now we talking to an empty room. We put all these bells and whistles, set the whole stage yep. just for nobody to be in the audience. Nobody. Mm. And then now you said, now you depressed. Now you feel like this business don't work and you don't wasted all your money and time. When really you were just out of order, sis. You were out of order. Ghetto. Yes. <laughs> it's giving ghetto. No, fact, fact. no seriously. And most people don't know, you know what I mean? But like, it's just, you were out of order. You didn't know that you needed to be visible first. Mm -hmm. A lot of people focus on the experience part of their offer or their product. It got to have the best packaging. It needs to have this. You know, when they come to my retreat, I want them to have the little boat. Like, they're thinking about all of that, right? Mm -hmm. But they're not thinking about, can't nobody see you. Can't nobody see you. If enough people can't see you, they can't pay you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people have to see you. Yeah. And that's the problem. Spend time being the expert. Mm. There's a saying that goes around the internet, and it has been for years, best marketer wins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, basically, doesn't matter if you're the most talented, nope. best marketer wins. Yep. Doesn't matter if your offer is packaged the prettiest, yes. best marketer wins. Yes, literally. W when you think about that, and you see... These dope marketing campaigns come across your feed mm -hmm. or come across your desk even looking, you know, to take them on as a client. And you get really behind the back end of what they have going on and this super subpar. Like, what what goes through your mind? <laughs> we just wasted all this money, see? Yeah. Like, because I actually did my TEDx on it. Okay. I talked about how nobody cares about your talent. They only care about your results. Like, you have to be the best marketer. Mm -hmm. And you got to stop thinking about yourself as a makeup artist or whatever type of business you are. You mm -hmm. have a coach. You're a marketer. You're a marketer. You, I'm a marketer. Yes. You're every, we're all marketers. We're marketers. Yes. If you have a business, yes. you're a marketer. Absolutely. Huh. And you got to be the best. Not, not, you know, somewhat good. It's like, you have to really study that. Because mm -hmm. when you think about this, when I think about the CEOs that's really out here getting money, like, they understand their marketing. They might not understand how their fulfillment works, how, like, they might hire somebody on that side. Mm -hmm. But this marketing, mm -hmm. like, I got to be directly connected to my ATM. Mm -hmm. And my marketing is where I make my money. Mm, I got to be directly connected to my ATM. Yes. And my marketing is where I make my money. What are the essentials of marketing? Like every campaign must have it. Hmm. Okay. So the essentials of marketing, I would say, I mean, we have a framework to create a campaign. And so you have to have a clear offer, what we call a focus product. You need to, it needs to be million dollar. Like it's un irresistible. Million dollar. Million dollar. Million dollar. Uh, you also have to have concept. You have to have a clear addictive concept and a strategy. So you got to know how you're getting these people attracted, hooking them in. And then you got to have a strategy to keep them and convert them. Um, you need to sit down and map it out, which is phase three, where you put everything on paper. A lot of people look at my campaigns, and when they think about campaigns or launches, they think about the pretty. Mm. They think about, oh, the, the photos and the videos. And it's like, no, I spent two weeks documenting everything. Those little sticky notes. Yes. They don't, they don't see the sticky notes no, everywhere. Not see everything either. crossed out, <laughs> highlighted, circled, yes. balled up paper. Yes. Like, yeah. you got to document. And mm -hmm. it's because you when it's time to go into phase four, which is you creating the content, you now know 
what to do. I know what type of posts to make. I know um, what type of videos to create. I know what type of emails to write. Like, I could do it very quickly because I spent two weeks to actually create that. Mm-hmm. And then it's time to execute. Mm-hmm. When it's time to execute, you're launching. You're getting people to be excited about your offer. You're bringing them to the, the launch activity, the webinar, the whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting them here. Yeah. And then you got to analyze, pivot, and then optimize. So, mm. All of those, that's our steps into our our process. You are really smart. (laughs) I want to know, how does an entrepreneur know which marketing style is their style? We got people who are doing TikToks and they're trying to dance. We have people who are doing a day in the life of, you know, attempting to market whatever they have and nobody cares about a day in their life. How do you know what your lane is? I say it goes back to that CEO type. Because you have to, when, anytime you try to put an apple with an orange and you compare it, it's like it's not the same, right? Mm. And so you have to identify who you are as a CEO so you can see what actually is natural for you. Okay. So, for example, like I said, if you're a traditional CEO, you really love events, you love people, you love relationships. Mm-hmm. And so you need to figure out how you can do more content when you go out. How you could do more content when you are connected with when you go to different networking events and things of that nature because that's natural for you gotcha. versus you trying to do content at home and you looking at the camera like eh, eh, I don't want to you know what I mean like yeah. it's not a natural thing for you. So to that person who is afraid of marketing, mm-hmm. they're solopreneur, they don't know what they're doing other than getting your course <laughs> or joining your tribe. Like, what's the easy thing I can do to get exposure for my business, my offer right now? So the first thing I always tell people, until you're making about 20K a month, your main focus is visibility and traffic. Um, And so the only thing that you should be asking is, how many people saw me today? And so you should be putting out content on your build strategy, mm-hmm. right? You should be posting on all platforms as many as you can figure out how to get on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you should be talking to your email list if you do have an email list. Um, and then you should be borrowing. What? Who else has my audience that I could get in front of? Mm. And it doesn't always have to be up. Like who across has my audience? Like, break that down. So it doesn't have, you don't have to DM Donnie. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be someone you admire. It could be literally someone you sit next to at a conference. It could be um, someone that's in the same community as you. Mm-hmm. Your hairstylist, she's a makeup artist. Let's do an Instagram Live together. Mm-hmm. Let's do a package deal together for people that's going to prom. You know? Like, how can you collaborate and partner and borrow other people's traffic? Mm-hmm. Who podcast can you get on? It doesn't have to be social proof. It doesn't have to be full transparency. Right. Like it could be someone that's just starting, but those hundred listeners do not know you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so that is an opportunity for you to borrow traffic and then you could buy, but you need some money. Okay. So you could buy traffic, you could buy influencers, you can just you could spend money to get in front of more people, but your only job until you get to like 20K months is straight traffic. Don't mm-hmm. worry about conversions. Don't worry about uh, let me optimize this funnel. I heard somebody say funnel. Like, let me feel like, don't worry about that. Yeah. If you just get in front of as many people as possible, you will convert. Mm. You will convert. If you're solving the problem, you spent the time to create the offer to solve the problem, you will convert if you're speaking to the right people. Exposure, 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 exposure. Just bringing leads, 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 leads in. Okay, so until you get to 20K a month, all you should be focused on is exposure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need to have 
the offer, right? You need to have an offer somewhere to take them to. I'm getting all this exposure, Monray. Like, people are, my followers are growing, Mm -hmm. but now I'm not making money yet. What's missing? I think that what will be missing is the, okay, so once you get exposure, the next part of the customer journey is nurture. So it's visibility, nurture, and then purchase. Mm -hmm. Most people think people go from seeing you to paying you, and then they need to be nurtured Right. Right. So it's I'm so glad that you hit, this is is where I wanted you to (laughs) go. Yes, yes. Okay. You got to nurture them. You got to get them on your email list. You can't just get the followers and never ask them for their email. Okay. You got to call, like, I used to pick up the phone and call people with my abandoned carts. No, ma'am. Yes, I did. I'm not doing that today. I'm going to be honest. I understand. <laughs> I get let, where you're coming from. I get what you're coming from, but let that payroll be due. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what you need to keep Saw that you had something in your cart. Yes. <laughs> did you have a question about did how this works? Yes. Did you have a question? Facts. Yes. Like, so what I'm hearing from you is exposure, exposure, yes. exposure. But we can't just go from, hello, I see you, yes. to... Now I am giving you my money, my mm-hmm. my my most valuable resource right now, my mm-hmm. money. There's some steps in between. Mm-hmm. And those steps in between look like nurturing. Yep. What does nurturing look like? Are we talking about like lives? This is where posting comes in. Yes. Like what does nurturing look like? I think it's all of the above that you just said, right? Like emails, lives, um, posts, because there's certain type of posts that is for the um the person that already knows you versus the person that you're trying to attract, right? Mm-hmm. There's different type of content levels that you may put out, right? Um, So you're posting, you're emailing, you're texting, you're doing phone calls, you may do free classes. Um, mm-hmm. You bring them in so they get to know you. And what's more important in this season of this looming, I don't know what it's called, recession, not recession, somewhat, you know what I mean? Like people are taking longer to go from the visibility to purchase like that nurture phase is just taking a little bit longer where in 2020 2021 it might take two days now it's taking like oh they need a month to get Mm. to know you and or it may have taken two times for them to come to your website now they gotta come 14 times and i gotta talk to somebody on the phone and i gotta see her on live and i need to know her mama name before i give (laughs) you this 19 dollars and 97 cents fact for sure. Yes. I got to see all the testimonials. All of them. I got to DM people that I see in your comments like, did you really get your product? Uh-huh. Did they really give you the service? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about that. Now, we're getting exposure, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes we can get exposure and the house that we're bringing them to looks filthy. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that we want to make sure even before we, like, unload, unleash the gates, let the gates open to bring these people in we got to do some pre-work to make sure when they when we're getting this exposure, they want to stay. Yeah. So, honestly, my that was the biggest mistake I feel like I had in my business. So, I got the exposure. I nurtured them. I converted them. I know how to make money. I didn't know how to fulfill customer service. Like, that wasn't my jam. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you got your products. Like, you need me to walk you through this. Like, what do you <laughs> need from me? You know? And so, I what I would say to people is that I do think you should prioritize the experience while prioritizing marketing. Like, yes, you need them to purchase, but understand what happens after that purchase. Do they immediately get an email? Why is it that you got to manually send the ebook and not it can automatically go out, right? Because it tarnishes your reputation. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that you are thinking about what happens after the purchase, but don't spend more time over there than yeah. getting the money. Yeah. 
where did you get this information from? Is it just you didn't go to school for this? Is just is this really just years of experience and trial and error? One, I definitely think God just innately gave me this talent, mm-hmm. but I also learned from experience. I learned from losing money. I learned from going broke, making a million dollars and not having no money. You know, like I learned from servicing over 35,000 clients and not knowing what's next. You know what I'm saying? Like I learned from mistakes and I feel like a lot of time God makes me take the brunt of the mistakes so I can teach other people. Um, so I think I just had to learn it for y'all. How did you, for y'all, for y'all, this was for you. This is for you. You're welcome. <laughs> this is for you. Yes. Be, be grateful. Yes. Yes. How'd you make a million dollars and then lose it? So I didn't, it wasn't like I made it and then it just floated away, but that's how I felt. Right. So I made in 2020, our first year, we went from $168,000 to $1.1 million. Mm-hmm. Um, what ended up happening is because we were growing so fast, we were making hundreds of thousand dollars a month. I went from 20K months to making $100,000 in a month. I'm like, oh, all everything's broke. Like, everything, the systems are broke, the people are broken, like... Fix everything. Fix everything. So at you, one time. At one, exactly. So you need 70K to fix funnels? Yeah, I need funnels. $70,000. Not realizing <laughs> that a million dollars is only $83,000 a month. And I'm about to give you 70. Yes. Plus I have payroll. Come on. Then I have rent. Come on. Then I have fulfillment. Wait a minute. I got, then I got life. Yeah. Like, I got to live. And then you like, wait a minute. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. And I couldn't, that was probably, like, one of the lowest points of, like, my, even though I didn't realize it, but when I stepped back, because it happened two years in a row. Mm, that I, you made it and, and like, then dwindled it away. Yep. Or, I don't even want to say dwindled it away because it wasn't like you were shopping your money away. No, that's what was pissed. Like, at least I could have had a Birkin. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> like, I ain't got <laughs> nothing to show for this. You know, like, so... I was very upset, and I was scared that I thought that I was like, God, and gave me these blessings. He ain't going to bless me no more. Yeah. Like, I am not a good steward. Yeah. You know, but that was from 2020 and 2021. I didn't realize the mistake until the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. And when I sat back and thought about it, I kept just investing in the business. Oh, let's try this app. Oh, you say you can do this? You say you need $10,000 a month? I got you. Like, okay, just do it. You know, instead of being a CEO and negotiating, being a CEO and figuring out what needs to happen. And so um, it really, when I looked at the end of 2021, I realized we had spent 49%. We made $2 million. Mm-hmm. We spent 49% on people. As in team, staff? Staff. 49%? Do the math. What? Yes. And what what was your thought process? Like, I done lost my MFMI. Yes. And because these people were no longer here. But was it because you weren't keeping up with the with the tally, like, as the year was progressing? Like, did you know in real time that yeah. this is what you were spending? And not that in, in a perspective, nobody put it in a perspective of this is too much. Because people would say, like, oh, you know, like, we had an accounting team at the time, and they were like, oh, I remember one month, we spent $100,000 on payroll, and I'm like, this seems like a lot. And they're like, yeah, this is a lot. And I'm like, but what's the solution? That this seems like, like a lot. Right, like, <laughs> yeah, but what's the solution? Who do I need to cut in the office? Yeah. And I think a lot of times, CEOs, we see a problem, we see the smoke, but we don't know how to actually put it out. 
Mm. And that was me in the year. I didn't know how to put it out. Yeah, I know just in knowing you personally, um, sharing a part of our private conversations. Mm-hmm. Huh. I ain't being shady, but I am. Uh, no, I know that you struggled also with having built this really big business. Mm-hmm. You were so happy and grateful for all of your employees. I'm at your office. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I took like five tours of your office just to be in the space. Mm-hmm. Like what you did was so amazing. But then you had that reality check where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we got to get up out of this office. We got to do this. But you struggled with having to let people go. Oh, yeah. 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 I so perspective at the end of the year, I realized when we spent forty nine percent of revenue on payroll, but I had just let go of my entire team. I fired everybody. How do you do that? Bye. <laughs> like I was hurt. Like I was like, y'all, because at that point in time, just a transparent moment. And so we had twenty twenty one. October twenty twenty one, I found out I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I got to figure this out. I can't be a hustling mommy. I got to be, you know, I, I got to be able to go to the basketball game. Yes. Okay. Like, yes. I got to figure this out. And after Black Friday, a couple of days, I found out I had a miscarriage. And I was so resentful towards the business because I was like, this is why I was stressed out or this is why this happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me to then present that to the team, and they were like, I mean, okay. Like, this was their reaction. Okay, well, sorry. Like, wow. I was like, oh, y'all got to get y'all butts up out of here. And did you, are you like this enraged CEO oh, walking yeah. through your headquarters like, get out. Like, you're fired, you're fired, you're everybody. Fired. Or did you have like a staff meeting? No, no, no. I called everybody on, I didn't even go to the office. I called everybody on Zoom, <laughs> line by line, one person Thank you for your services. I am so sorry. We're going to have to make cuts. We're transitioning the business. See you later. You even fired your best friend. My best friend. Your best friend. Yes. Everybody can get it. You can go. Are y'all still be- <laughs> <laughs> You can go. Bye. Bye. And if we're not Straight best face. friends after this, then we're. We'll figure it out. We'll later. figure it out. Yeah. Because sometimes as a CEO, you can feel like. I am making sure everybody else is great from my contractors to my clients, Mm -hmm. to my customers, to my team. And I'm the only one bearing the weight of all of the distress, all of the financial burden. Like, why am I struggling financially? But y'all straight. I am doing everything. I'm I'm making sure y'all good, but nobody's checking on me. Mm-hmm. And that's and to employees out there, I don't know if they watch full transparency, but to the employees, check on your boss. Check, check on, on your, your CEO. Learn what they like. Yes. Let me tell you something. This morning, what happened, girl? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all gotta go. No. Get out. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> This morning, I walk into the studio because I'm building with my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've met the girls before, right? Okay. So I'm building with my family, and there's always, like, um, this element of Donnie, who is really Donitra and Mommy Mm -hmm. to them, Mm -hmm. um, and Donnie, the CEO and boss, Mm -hmm. right? And you got to really kind of sometimes tread lightly. And then mm-hmm. one day you're like, let's tread lightly. Then the other day it's like, I ain't tiptoeing around this shit. I built this shit. <laughs> like, I ain't, t- I ain't tiptoeing around yes. nothing. Yes. Right? And so, and then you start feeling a little unappreciated yes. and blah, blah, blah. So I walk in today and um, just in spending time 
learning how the girls are learning me. I walk in today and my water is sitting right here. Mm. First of all, Brianna is like at the door waiting to start getting the content. And I'm like, okay, Brie, we wake, we okay, okay. Like I didn't have to tell you. Right. And then I walk in and my water has consistently been here for months. Like mm. they know whether it's full transparency podcast or the social proof podcast, like make sure I have my Avion specific water mm-hmm. Avion. I am available for sponsorships and brand deals. Period. Um, and, but this morning just warmed my heart so much because I usually eat a chocolate trip, chocolate chip granola bar mm-hmm. before I start social proof or full transparency. They're here and I eat one and I go get them myself. I never ask them for it. Blah, blah, blah. I walk into the studio today and in my seat was, Aww. A bottle of water and a chocolate chip granola bar. And it's little things like that that yes. make you feel like, you love me. You know, it's just the little things. <laughs> Let me take you to get lunch. You here. love me, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. you know, to say the same thing, like, um, my daughter and I have our own personal relationship. But just yesterday, her going out, running her errands, um, we live down the hall from each other. Mm-hmm. This is a new thing. Yes. Um, and she came yesterday, uh, like, I, I literally just in the last two weeks gifted her her own condo in a high-rise building in yes, Midtown. And down the hall from me, and we had gone through in full transparency, like, a couple of moments where I'm like, I wanted her to come help me move a rug or something, and she just got the worst attitude. <laughs> and I'm like, she, got, she helped me move this rug, and that thing had the audacity <laughs> To just walk out my house after that? Like, she said nothing, right? And the way it enraged me, right? Like, oh, I just got this whole thing (laughs) and this, and you couldn't help me move a motherfucking rug without complaint? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yesterday. She's like, how did I get in this? Yesterday, (laughs) she comes to my place. And she was bringing me something um, that she she had gotten, but she gifted me some house shoes, Aww. which are one of my favorite things. I didn't ask for it. I didn't think about it, but it was just so thoughtful. Like, those are the little things to know that when you're out and about mm-hmm. in your own day, yes. you thought about me. Yes. And something that means something to me. Not yes. something that you're trying to pass off mm-hmm. that to mean something to me because it means something to you. Yes. It wasn't a shareable. It was, like, my own thing. And it was a result of me raving about these house shoes that she mm-hmm. had in house. And I'm like, wow, that was so thoughtful. I appreciate that. I appreciate Somebody that. Somebody is thinking, because a lot of times we get forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Like we get forgotten about as the mom, as mm-hmm. the wife, like because mm-hmm. we just going through the day and people don't show appreciation or they think about us and then they don't articulate or communicate. That they thought they, about us. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I can't read your mind. I didn't know that you didn't go to Pilates because you was trying to come pick me up. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what you and sacrificed. You, right. I don't know that. So, and you want me to appreciate that. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. <laughs> but this is where love languages come yes, in, right? Yes. This is this is where they come in. Literally, I was just having this conversation with myself because I talk to myself every single day. Mm-hmm. And I was having this conversation yesterday. I was listening to some audio on YouTube, some personal development audio. And it suggested that you really just kind of have to come to terms with mm-hmm. the fact that, like, we say it all the time, people aren't going to do for you what you do for you. Mm-hmm. And they're never going to treat you better than you treat yourself, yes. right? I don't necessarily agree with that. I think there are some people who will treat you better than you treat yourself. Be. Yeah. I remember the space, though, and your story is really beautiful. Thank like, you. you get started just kind of on a whim. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know that you were this marketing 
genius that you are. You take this job that in your mind you process as a client, like you were a CEO <laughs> while you were on W-2 right. and it was the same transaction. So that's weird. Uh, <laughs> right. But you then leverage that to go get more clients and you have it all. You've got the, the million dollar business. Mm -hmm. You've got the, the beautiful visuals. Everything about your brand looks really fun. And then doomsday happens mm -hmm. and you lose everything. But. God ain't forget about you. Okay. He lets you get everything right back. Yes. And so now you've built it again. And this time he gave you double because that's mm. what they said okay. he would do, right? Yes. He gave you double what you had before, but then you turn around and you lose it again. Mm -hmm. And I think that these details in your story are so important because everything looks perfect. On social media, mm -hmm. you look perfect. Yeah. Your, sto your stories, all the highlights that you choose to show us mm -hmm. look fantastic. Meanwhile, nobody knows what you're suffering through through the back. You've got this beautiful office space. Yes. 8,000 square feet? Yes. 8,000 square feet. Like, I'm going to your girl's space just to get inspiration, <laughs> right? And really knowing the back end of what's happening to you is the only reason I never pulled the trigger. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, because if this happened to Monray, like, yeah, I don't know. Right. You've got this space. Your space has become, like, the must-see. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes. They want to see it. It's beautiful. It's a it's a photography. It's a video moment. It's a content moment. Yeah. You did everything you possibly could to keep that space. You started now that your team is gone. You start leasing rooms on peer space mm -hmm. to generate revenue. But at some point, you just got to go. Yeah, this is a burden. Mm -hmm. This is no longer. Because at that point in time, I started to rebuild the company with a different lens. So I didn't want to rebuild it the same way. I, I had to, even though the way that my team at the time treated me, I still had to take their, like, feedback. Mm -hmm. And I had to listen. And I had to say, okay, maybe launching two, three times a month is a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe I did stress them out. Yes. Maybe um, when I get in my, because sometimes I forget that, I'm a CEO, but also I really love marketing. So I like to sit in my marketing seat. And so maybe when I'm in that marketing seat, I am a little standoffish because I'm in the zone. Mm. But I have to be a CEO where I keep the door open and you feel like there's an open like conversation that you can have with me. So I have to take that feedback and rebuild this company. And I feel like God told me slow and steady, you know. And so when I kept building this company, I had to figure out what did that look like? What is this new vision? What is mm -hmm. it? And for literally, I would say about a year, maybe like, yeah, about a year, I had complete imposter syndrome. I'm looking at myself and I'm like, girl, you don't know what you're doing. Girl, you're not good at marketing. Girl, stop it. Because if you were so good at it, then wouldn't this would have never happened. You wouldn't have lost $3 million. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have lost this money. You wouldn't have lost the team. You wouldn't God lost says you are an exceptional marketer, yeah. not an exceptional manager of money. <laughs> yes, right. God, I need right. all of it. Yes, I need it all. <laughs> So I just had to rebuild the vision. And so by the time we got to May, I decided like, hey, like, let me just get rid of this office. Like, I'm not bringing people back in right now. We're in that season of now we have an office. But I was like. I you have an office again now? Yeah, girl. But it don't look like that. It's the second bedroom in the house. <laughs> right, 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 right. It is not Mine that. too. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. They come over there. I have snacks. Mm -hmm. We go sit on the couch for our conference room. I'm <laughs> not even providing <laughs> snacks anymore. Y'all expensive. Yeah. They, they want Avion. They don't want oh, Deer Park. No, no, no. We got Fawcett. Fawcett. <laughs> You're not doing that to those people. I'm a, okay, I'm going to go buy some bottled water. You need to go buy some bottled water. 
I like tap water. That's disgusting. <laughs> I feel judged. You are being judged. <laughs> On full transparency. Emily right now. I did not come here for that. Yeah, I did. I, did. I came here to educate. <laughs> right. No, but seriously, it was. It's, it's just different now. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you just have to slow down to speed up. For sure. How many team members do you have now? Currently, we have total. We have... I say my core team is three of us. Okay. And um, what do they do? We have a um, project manager that mm-hmm. oversees, oversees all the launches and the projects and anything that we're implementing. Mm-hmm. We have a, um, and we have a community manager that oversees all our programs and community. And mm-hmm. then we have supporting castmates, as we call them, like this maybe overseas or contractors, like copywriters and things. But those are the two that come to the office. Mm. So you don't have all this intern. I got an internal copywriter and I have an internal no. auditor yeah, and I, I have don't. an intern. And I was like, girl, you going to internal. All right. Yeah, internal all the bills. <laughs> Internalize <laughs> all them invoices, yes, babe, yes, and yes. pay them on time Facts. before people Facts. blast you on social media. Facts. I love that. Have you rebuilt to a seven figure business again? We have. Um, so, and the thing that I say, and I just be like, God is good because I never stopped making seven figures. Mm. Nothing. Like, you just even, had high overhead. Yeah. Like, I never stopped making seven figures. Even the year after that, we still hit a million dollars. And I'm like, man, that's how I know we work. It works what mm-hmm. we're doing because we keep reinventing ourselves, but we keep hitting this million dollar mark. So, I we have hit seven figures Um consistently again this okay. year is a little all right we'll see at the end of the year we'll see this year is feeling very much ghetto all the way to the last day of the year okay we'll see I'll let all you the know. way to the last day it of the year might be giving eight nine nine right 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 right, 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 right. a little 757 okay, right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's still almost a million yeah, yeah. right Follow no down. so i know that cutting back on team wasn't the only way that you saved your business mm-hmm. you also hired a money management team mm-hmm. financial advisors yeah how has that been helpful for you shout out to our good friend george achenpong yeah. Yeah, shout out to George. Mm-hmm. Like literally, um, now with our money team, because George in transition and he he a coach, he helping the world, he helping all the uh melanin millionaires. So we've hired like a, a fractional CFO that I talk to every week about mm-hmm. my numbers. And so that has helped me so much as a CEO because I can just see what's happening. Because a lot of times I make decisions based on my risk. I have high risk tolerance. So it's like, oh, we need to spend this money. To be able to do this and I could flip it. Oh, let's do it. You know? Mm-hmm. And so having somebody else to say, but we don't have to. So we shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. No, we shouldn't pay for that app right now. No, we shouldn't invest in that software right now. Mm-hmm. And so me just being able to see my numbers on a weekly basis. Like I just got obsessed with saving money. Like I'm like a s- obsessed with, oh, our software is 10K. In two months, I got it down to like 2K. Like mm. cut it off. Gots to go. We don't like, need them features. We don't need that. Mm-mm. We don't even use them features. We don't use Panda Doc. We don't need that. <laughs> we'll get it. Draft an email. Right. Send it. They can manually sign their contracts mm-hmm, on their mm-hmm, own. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. iPhone has the feature, baby. Yes. Maximize your systems. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maximize yes, your. Listen, that's what. Um, so now that I've moved, mm-hmm. um, I'm still unpacking and doing stuff like that. So I give myself another week okay. in which I'm in this stage of unpacking and getting mm-hmm. organized but the first order of business yes. is to do another financial audit like not even financial audit more of a systems audit mm-hmm. because you will find yourself not maximizing really good features mm-hmm. 
So I don't think that all platforms and systems and tools are meant to do everything, even if they offer it, right? right? Um, sometimes a, a, a platform will offer you these features mm -hmm. um, just so that they can keep up with what the competitors are doing. But they're not good but at it. But they're not good at it. Yeah. So in that case, you do need a platform. Right. But there are other platforms that do a thing very well, mm -hmm. but because you're so used to what you've been using, mm -hmm. um, you just hadn't leverage that platform for that yeah we're, we're going through and auditing all of that because yeah. i'm paying thousands of dollars a it's month somewhere. and here's the thing it doesn't cost a lot of money to run a digital business no it shouldn't we should have such high profit margins. yeah and then when we look at it it's like why am i only profiting 10 20 percent like this crazy crazy to me crazy, crazy. <laughs> for sure so yeah. i i do um i have been fortunate enough to have a very high profit margin mm -hmm. in my business um i think though it's because i study business mm -hmm. you start you study marketing, marketing yeah. right i study business and in doing so i understand the ups and downs mm -hmm. and i had financial losses at high level mm -hmm. before i was 100 percent an entrepreneur mm -hmm. so i was always building with a contingency plan in mind mm -hmm. right building with certain thoughts and parameters in mind so i do keep overhead really low but what you'll find is the busier and more successful you become the more you let things slide yep. and then when you have team who you've authorized to make certain purchases and transactions on your behalf yep. you'll turn around like i would have never made, made that day. decision no. i would have never subscribed to that yes. and so as a ceo you still have to have even with the fractional cfo mm -hmm. even with a bookkeeper even with all those things yes. you still need to have a pulse of all the transactions that are running through. Exactly. And I'm not saying that you're looking at those things every single day, because if you're generating the business at this level that you should be generating, you don't have mm -hmm. the time to do that. Yeah. But you definitely have to make it a priority that at least every quarter mm -hmm. you are going through and like, what is this subscription? Yeah. What is this? What is yeah. this? What is that? And you'll find that you can increase your profit margin by another 10% just yeah. getting, rid of getting rid of it. stuff that you don't need. And one thing I want people to know in this season, because a lot of people, businesses are not bringing in the sales that they once did. Mm -hmm. Knowing this season, it's okay to reduce your business. Run your business at the level that you are at now. Like sometimes we feel like, oh, I used to be at $100,000 a month, so I got to keep these people no, no, no. If you're making 50, we need to run this business at 50. So my payroll needs to be 30% of 50. 30% of 50. Not 30% of 100,000. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you, it's okay to cut back. It's okay to not have all the glitz and glams. And it's okay to, you just, it's an emotional feeling that you have to go through, but it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Businesses do what businesses do. Yeah. They go up, they go down. That's, that's it right there. You might be up next year. Might be up next year. Yeah. And I think that I have personally managed. It seems like you will understand, um, like, your business should not, your your payroll shouldn't exceed more than 30% mm -hmm. of your revenue, right? And you will go to 30.83%. Mm -hmm. I understand that payroll shouldn't exceed more than 30%, and I'll go to, like, 17%. <laughs> But that's the, and do you, okay, so question for you. Do you feel like your experiences taught you that? Because you talk about your story all the time, how you had a career and things happened, your finances changed, but did that prepare you for this season of entrepreneurship? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I know what frivolous spending can yield for me. Mm. 
And I check myself often, right? Um, because I have to I have to spend money in certain categories. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, where can but but it's also it's not it's not like a flex mm-hmm. that you know, payroll might only be 17%. That's right. not really the number, but that's not a flex because yeah. that means that there's a fear inside of me that's scared to invest the money yeah. in that new talent that yeah. could help take the business to the next level. Um, and and that's that's where we are in business right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to be investing in, in another person that can help me carry out this vision. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, ooh, that one person is getting me real close to that 30%. Right. Hmm. Real quick, real quick. They want experts. Typically, want expert prices. They want expert prices. Yep. I'm like, but you, you don't understand that I'm a budding entrepreneur. Yeah, like, I'm trying. I know I'm cute. I know I'm. I know what it looks like right? on the internet, but I am still a don't budding and emerging <laughs> entrepreneur. Like, yes. I know you're 50, but do you? Are you looking for an internship? Right, right. I know you've got 20 years of experience, yes. but is apprenticing possible for you? Let me see. Yes, yes, yes. And that trust. Like, I don't know. Because you can know how to do something in one company and come over here and completely be lost. Mm. And so it's like, how do I know that this is going to work out? And so I'm investing in you. That's good. To figure this out. What can we work out? Yeah. So that I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage. Well, and the thing, the truth of the matter is most people who are available to work at a high level in the roles that we need them in Mm -hmm. don't have experience working for an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very different environment working in corporate America that has established everything. Mm -hmm. You come in, you get your workbooks, you get your name tag, you get this, that, and the other. You've got a desk. This is where you sit. These are our expectations. Whereas now coming in to work for us, we're figuring it out and the structure is missing and blah, blah. So I'm guinea I'm guinea pigging you, Mm -hmm. you're guinea pigging me. But at the same time, that transfer into your bank account every two weeks is not a guinea pig. This is not a drill. This is very real. It's very real. Very. Yeah. And then you want your expert salary to come over here and figure it out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, it's hard, you know, cause I I get it. You're investing your time. You're fit, you know, but this is real money too. This is real. This is not monopoly. (laughs) This is real money. And you know, one of the things that keep me kind of grounded where with how I spend my money in mm-hmm. my business is when I worked in property management, um, one of the rules in property management, like basically you're managing a whole asset mm. for a developer mm-hmm. or the asset owner, whoever owns the property. Mm-hmm. And the rule of thumb was always when you're making decisions about marketing, how we're going to get new tenants in the building, how we're going to do upgrades, like when you're walking in an apartment, making a decision to clean carpet versus replace carpet, because I go in there and I'm replacing all the carpet, yeah, right? right? Get this carpet out of here. Right. People deserve fresh carpet, brand new. <laughs> right. And I remember my asset manager sitting down with me one time while I'm managing this property and we're reviewing budget. And he's like, why so much in uh, turn turnkey revenue? Meaning, why are you spending so much mm-hmm. or in turnkey expenses? Why are you spending so much to turn a unit? Mm-hmm. Show me the pictures of these units where the damage is really that bad. And I'm showing him pictures and I'm, it, it's, it's according to my taste. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't move in if there was a nickel size stain in the carpet. Yeah, Many people would. Right. I wouldn't move in if it was this, that, and the other. And he said to me, I understand what your preferences are, but I need you to spend this money from within your budget as if it were coming out of your checkbook. Mm-hmm. So before you make any decision... 
I want you to ask yourself, would you have made this decision if you owned this building? Mm. And so because I have been trained to understand that because I've seen the budgets and I know that we generate this much revenue, but I know that the marketing budget, while it might be $40,000 for that property this month, the next month it might only be five and the next month it might be 13. The next month there may be $0 for marketing. And this is when you're out handshaking and making relationships. Mm -hmm. So I have understood how to categorize financially for a very long period of time. And that's Mm -hmm. the space that I operate from. I mean, then recently in the last several years, last couple of years, learning about leveraging credit and funding and stuff like that, that is really what has carried me. um, Because if we were not, if I had done what you done Mm -hmm. and only profited 20%, girl, I would be, hi, were you looking for a two bedroom or a three bedroom? (laughs) How soon do you need it? 30 days, 60 days? Let's go ahead and get you moved in. Like I would be back in that space. Like I got, I got too much to lose to lose. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. And I didn't, I don't think that, I think I didn't think about that mm-hmm. because I'd never seen it. I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, exposure is clarity. So I was never exposed to managing this amount of money. Mm-hmm. I was never exposed to, I, I've always been the type of person where I would invest back into the business. I got $1,300, so I put it back into the business because I know we're going to run it up. And if we don't, like, I, that's just my risk tolerance. Yeah. So, Having that in a large organization is not feasible. Yes. And I had to realize, one, that it's okay for me to be the priority. Mm -hmm. It's okay for my salary to come first. Mm -hmm. It's okay for me to say that I need this for me because I work in the business too. Right. And so a lot of times we don't come first. We come last. I'm like, well, I guess I won't get paid this month. Girl, no. No, absolutely. Because not only do you work in the business, you got to run this mug too. Yes. And if you are over there struggling and suffering, you are not fit to run your business. Exactly. No, I literally remember being investing and getting apps and investing in software, investing in people because I'm so, I'm trying so hard to chase this $10 million number. Like I'm so, I'm trying so hard to get to the What's the date, sis? Right. When are you hitting the 10 mil though? I mean, you know, Are we talking about 10 mil in a calendar year or 10 million cumulatively? So that at that time in 2021, that was in a calendar year. I wanted to go for a 10x from a hundred thousand dollars to one million dollars mm-hmm. in 2020. I wanted to go in 2021, I wanted to go from one million to 10 million. Mm-hmm. So I was doing everything to get to that number. Mm-hmm. Now I just like I'm going with the flow. I don't even know if I can manage the 10 million dollar business. Yet. It's a lot. <laughs> like I'm not even ready yet. Hey, hey, CEO Donnie Wiggins here, and I am so excited to announce my new mentorship group is dropping. You may have already heard about it, but I wanted to, I wanted you to hear it from the horse's mouth directly from me. My new mentorship group, Actionable CEO, for entrepreneurs who are interested in professional growth, personal growth, and financial growth. You want to learn from me. Y'all have been asking for this for the last three years, and I have finally brought Actionable CEO back to serve you every single week, direct mentorship from me. You will also hear from other people who are in my community that I believe will be greatly impactful to you. You're going to get behind the scenes. We're going to be spending some time together live. This is not pre-recorded. This is live mentorship. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to be connected, feel connected, you want to elevate your brand, you want to elevate your life, you want to elevate your level of success, Actionable CEO is for you. ActionableCEO.com. See you there.
I just declared earlier this week that I I thought that I would be in this in this particular condo mm-hmm. for 12 months. Well, actually, I signed a 14 month lease. And I have to get to work because I declared that I will not move out until I make $10 million mm. in one calendar year. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it sounds so scary. Yes. But if your goals don't scare you, then they are not big enough. Like if you, if your goals are only goals that you can set and, and, and hit easily, mm-hmm. then really you're just cheating yourself. Yes. That don't need to be a goal. That's on the to-do list. Right. If you know you can do it, just put that on the to-do yeah, list. That's a little milestone. But... So if if being transparent, um, let me check time. Okay, so we got like five more minutes. Okay, I'm also at a season where I'm ready to intentionally date, Ooh. right? And I am intentionally Tell dating. Me more, Sonny. Oh, we ain't got no time. Oh. We don't have time. But I say that to say, how do you balance intentionally dating mm-hmm. and intentionally making ten million dollars? Mm. See what I be talking about every time, every time I try to leave something, keep holding me back, me back, telling me, I mean, I'm trying to just say enough is enough, but now I have made this, I've made both declarations. So now it's like, I'm in a journey, I'm on a journey of who do I have to become Mm -hmm. for both things to be true. So I think for you, it's going to be what you said earlier. Hmm. You want to have to put your money where your mouth is and invest it in team. Because you can't do it. And more team. And more team, right? Yeah. Like, just getting more, the people that you say you need mm-hmm. to get you to the next level. Because Donnie, at 7 o'clock, got to I got to be on that day, <laughs> Donnie is outside. Donnie is in these streets. <laughs> Not so, for real. Donnie is passenger seat riding, <laughs> all right, in these streets. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but there's also the element of feeling like, I'm not ready to pat, like I just moved into this new space mm-hmm. and the whole point of the new space is for me to be able to come in here and be this dynamic visionary and yeah. CEO and founder and then just to like pass that off, like something's got to give, babe, yeah. because here's what I understand. Success is a moving target. Mm-hmm. What you consider success today is going to be different five years from now, three years from now, one year from now. Yes. And one day I wanted $100,000. Mm-hmm. The next day I wanted $500,000. Yes. When you do both of those, now you want a million dollars. And you do that, then you want two million. And then you right. do that and it's three. And now that you do that, it's like I got to get ten. Right. Got right. You got, I mean, because it only makes sense. Right. I mean, because the cost of living, because the cost of living is so high. Yes. Like you got to go from three like, to five to ten. Why do we have to not fly private everywhere? Why can't I just pull up to the airport <laughs> and you guys are waiting for me with champagne and berries? Yes. Like. Yes. And so, um, seriously been thinking about that lately, like both of these things have to be true, but I'm not going to, I am not going to dig myself a hole, Mm -hmm. you know, in order to make it happen. So I'm in my, happen naturally for sure. Yeah, for sure. But both of them are going to happen. Period. Period. Donnie ain't never had nothing she don't want. Donnie ain't ever not had what I don't want. Mm -hmm. Not in I didn't had a couple of things that I realized. It was an accident. It, ooh, mm, strike I that from think. the record. Yeah. <laughs> strike that shit from the record. Definitely had a couple of those moments, but if I wanted, I get it. And you really only want the things that are meant for you. Mm-hmm. You re- like when you really, really think about it. Yeah. There are some decisions that you make, and you like, eh, I could have done without that mm. because you didn't. You didn't do enough due diligence. You didn't yeah. really sit with it, like. Um, is this a selfish want or is this an ordained want? Yeah. I think, Ooh, and you really cool. only want on an ordained level, mm-hmm. um, the things that are meant for you yeah. and both things are absolutely meant for me. So 
Listen, I know that I you share in my level of confidence yeah. and my level of belief. It's belief more than it is confidence. Yeah. People are always like, how are you so confident? I'm like, I just believe at a high level. Mm -hmm. Like, you cannot convince me that both things aren't yeah. going to be true. Absolutely not. If you know I why? said it, and I've seen somebody else say it, why can't I? Why can't I do it? Yeah. Why can't I do it? I see it. Like I said it because you gotta, you have to say it before mm -hmm. you become it. Yes. So it's like um, by the time you get it, you already said it. Mm -hmm. So without going into like, you know, a whole lot, but personal development, I learned from one of my mentors, like the word saw, mm -hmm. um, if you reverse it, it's was. So I was the person that I saw myself being Ooh, and that when you think about it and look at it in past tense, like it was your previous mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. So you have to see yourself. And when I tell you my first day journaling and meditating in my new space, I saw it. Ooh. I saw it. I saw the 10 million. I saw the impact. I saw mm -hmm. the stories. I saw the millionaires. Yes. And that very same day, I got a screenshot. I got a, a, a DM from a young lady who said, uh, one of my clients who said, your girl is officially a seven-figure business earner. Like that morning I saw yes. the millionaires that I would help to contribute to. I saw the vision. I saw how it would play out for the people that I impact, but I saw how it would play out for myself. Yes. I have no doubts. It's going to happen. I have no doubts. No. And even when things happen, like I know that you question yourself sometimes, mm -hmm. But not doubt yourself to the point where you're, like, ready to throw in the towel. Yes. And you can't, right? Like, you you can't stop. Mm -hmm. You have to keep going. I um I heard uh, Pastor Todd talk about this. He's a pastor at Transformation Church. And she talk, he talked about his success where he measured it from storm to storm instead of success to success. Mm. Because storms have to happen to develop the character in you. Ooh. And I was like, yes. Yes. These storms be storming. They are really raining. Yes. It's they are soaking. <laughs> oh, I almost right. got hit by lightning. Right. <laughs> and so you have to, like, really know, like, if things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. But they're only like trying to develop a better version of you for this next season. And a lot of times the things that you pray for, you have to become mm, the you, person mm, that you need to be. You was it. You was it. Before you saw Come it. On, somebody right? better deliver a prophetic okay. word in here yes. today. That's you better personally around. develop onto full yes. transparency today with Donnie. Yes, yes ma'am. Yes. yes, yes. It has been so much fun. I feel like we've been talking for so long um, and it feels like we've only been here for like 30 minutes. Y'all right. for real, this is really insight to how I would really have this conversation with Monray. Like if we were at lunch right now, we will be talking just like this. <laughs> we can't go to the five-star restaurants no. because we're too loud. Yes. We're too loud. We're too excited. We're too full of belief. Yes. We are too full, full of, of belief, belief honey. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love it so much. And this is the kind of energy that if you want to go to the next level, mm -hmm. if you want something to change in your life, you have to change the momentum. Mm -hmm. And you change momentum. One of the ways that you change momentum is by surrounding yourself with people who operate on a frequency yeah. that you desire to operate on. So when Marae was going through her situation with mm -hmm. the miscarriage and the relationship issues, mm -hmm. I was operating from a, from a frequency of love and yes. relationship and this, yes. that, and the other, and yes. everything's going well. And so you rubbed off on me. And when mm -hmm. I'm going through a season in my business and I just need to know, like, things will turn around. And, like, Monray is operating at a frequency that I desire to operate on. And together it's like 
it, it, it's explosive. Yes. It's yes. insane. It is. And that, I think, to end it out, I want people to know that this is why community is required. Required. It's not optional. Mm-hmm. Like, you need people that you can exchange energy with when mm-hmm. you don't have what you need in this entrepreneurship journey. Yeah. This is the hardest, ghettoest thing yes. that we've ever decided to do. Yeah. And so you can't do this journey alone. You cannot. And we tend to isolate ourselves. Yeah. And you can't. You need community. You need somebody to say, like, hey, girl, keep going. Yeah. And that's every during that season, that was you. Yeah. So shout out to you, Donnie. And shout out to you. <laughs> and not only is it the hardest and sometimes the most ghetto thing, um, also just stick close to and be grateful for the mm-hmm. people like the Monrays of the world who are going out here and, and, and giving you the head start based off of their own failure mm-hmm. and wins, right? To be able to live out loud in this way, yeah. transparently. transparently, like to be able to show up every single day saying, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going through and be so confident to know that people will still do business with you. People will still look up to what you have going on. People yep. will still respect you. Like it doesn't get any more transparent than that. This was good. I hope y'all got fun. This was good, girl. <laughs> this was so good. So um, how to find Monray uh, will be in the description of the video. But if you are listening in, Monray, please tell us where to find you. Yes, if you are listening in, make sure that you tap in on Instagram at Marketing by Monray. I'm on all platforms. But, yeah, just DM me. I really, you know, DM back. DM her, and she does really DM back. If you are stuck in your marketing strategy, if you need to know how to elevate your results, elevate your business, and you believe that marketing is where your issue is, Definitely go over to Marketing by Monray. She has a library of resources, um, both hands-on and both at your own pace, to help you, to help unstuck you, unstick you, unstate, unstuck, to help get you unstuck and set you free, (laughs) all right? And as usual, if you are looking for business mentorship and you're like, you know what? I'm vibing on her energy. I know that Donnie is the person to help me get to the next level in my business. You need to be in my mentorship community, Actionable CEO, uh, where we are developing entrepreneurs on a professional, personal, and a financial level. You will hear from friends like Marketing by Monray, who is coming in and teaching uh, just like this, but on a higher level. And With that being said, ActionableCEO.com. We will see you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.